What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 65 of the Exercise, brought to you by the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Ali Ali Laplatte. Joining me, as always, we have the Maristardu Valley and Eorzea Chris Montabano. I'm out here doggo drifting now. We got the most degenerate squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. I'm not saying my hammer can fly, but it can fly. And we got the Akatsuki Durag Madrid Devon. You know what it is. And joining us once again for a very special appearance on the Extra Slice, we have the coolest guy on the podcast, Josh Jones. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> we got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about Ollie Ollie World. We're going to be talking about uh, Never Yield, Pac-Man 99, Final Fantasy 14 Patch 5.5, and the PS5 firmware update, amongst other things. So, Josh, how you been, man? Been doing been all right, living? my guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, glad to be back. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's yeah, been a much while. requested. I haven't been on the camera in a while. Spoken to y'all, man. It's, 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 it's a good time. Yeah, that was one of the things when you stopped showing up on episodes. Everybody's like, hold up. Like, we change shit all the time and nobody says anything. But it was like, where's Josh? Like, we miss Josh. <laughs> that's that's so. a, that's surprising. Cause like for a minute there, for a minute there, like my uh, like my PS4 was busted, so I was like, I didn't really have any gaming updates. So I was just like, you know, hooping in the background. But that's that's surprising to hear. Yeah, people were like, that was one of the things. Back by popular demand, we got you back with the Tumblr energy. <laughs> steady with it happy to fucking have you back mm-hmm. but yeah you said your uh ps4 was busted for a little while uh did you get another one because i've been seeing you online lately like what's been going on in your gaming world lately so one day all of a sudden when you know when you really want to play something i can't remember what i was about to play it was either like at the time it was either like persona or like red dead i was like you know what i'm about to put in like eight hours right now we're about to go but then I turned it on, and then all of a sudden, nothing loaded up. Like I couldn't even get, I couldn't get anywhere. It's like so, I had to figure out that it was some type, some type of hard drive error. But I eventually got it fixed. Um, I was out the game for a while, but I, I eventually got it fixed, and I'm happy to be back. I didn't get a new one. It was they basically just replaced the hardware, and I had to just like reboot everything in there. But okay, um, okay. I can't. What was the first thing? I think the first thing that I felt like I had a responsibility to load was probably something like what? What did I play? I think it was Persona. I think I got Persona first thing. Hey. First thing back. I got, I got I got a bunch of other things um, in there, but I think the first thing was like all right. I was prob- I think I was I was on like the last the last boss on Persona before um, before it broke. So now I knew I had to go all the way back from scratch. That was like the first okay. game. Oh, damn. So but, you didn't have PlayStation Plus? I did though. I did though. But um they had to remove they had to remove like the um all like all the memory. So it was just like everything had to be just like wiped clean. Oh. So Well yeah. Uh and I mean you could set this up now, but if you have PlayStation Plus, you can have it that every time you put it into rest mode, it'll auto update like it'll put all your saves into the cloud. Oh boy. And then so even if you just like completely lose your system or like when I went from PS4 to PS5, I put all my saves up in the cloud and now anytime like I've been going back to like some really old games, I can just pull my save down from the cloud and pick up like games that I haven't played in years 
my saves are just up there in the cloud and safe no matter what. Yeah, so. I wish I would have did that. I mean, really, I mean, really, the only uh, I wanted to go back and play like the full thing of Persona anyway, but like I I had to go through Fallout all over it again, and I hate like the first like forty hours of Fallout. Like it just it's it, it's cool, but it's just like I just going through it again is like I, I really don't want to do these missions again. But oh, yeah, um, I feel that. I think the next thing I got was like one game that I've wanted to have for a very long time, but at the time when it came to PS when it came to PS4, I think around that time it wasn't it wasn't working, but Cuphead, Cuphead. I finally got I finally got Cuphead and it's just like That's everything that I wanted. It was everything. It was actually everything. It was hard it was like hard as, as fuck. It was aesthetic as fuck. Like the art, the art of it was like amazing. It was flawless. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes, I wanted a game that had this style that was like like a flawless execution of this style. Like everything about it, about that old style, nineteen twenties cartoon. Like I love that art style, but in a but in a game that followed the cartoon so very specifically. Because I I even like I like that style enough to like research like the different studios that were making those cartoons like there's some like like if you notice like some like so some old 20s and 30s cartoons some of them look different you can tell but like the studio that made them like mgm mm. versus disney versus you know another studio and so like i was a big fan of the specific studio of that style that they did because it was flawless it was flawless to like the art, the art that they did Mm-hmm. So I was playing. I was playing that for a while. It was one hundred percent. It's it's hard. It's just hard. It's just hard as fuck. Even like how they're able to like, you can only have like a certain like power up at a time. So like you you can you can collect you can like collect a bunch, but you know I think it's like you you can only have like three different types of moves, but like it had, like a different types of moves for just depending on like what stage you're on, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like right. going through it, every single level is just like it's challenging, but just challenging enough where I can get through it if you're just nice enough, and that's what I love about it. Like I like okay. I like a game. Sometimes you just love a game that will be like, "Are you really good enough to play this game?" And you have to prove yourself to it. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> did you beat it or did, are no, you look, I mean, to it? It got to it's the thing about those games. They they get frustrating as fuck, and so you yeah. gotta put it down. So I guess that, I haven't I haven't played. It, actually, I haven't played it in a while. But I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. Um, actually, I like. It's weird, like, my niece is actually kind of good at that game. It's weird. She's, like, three years old, and for some reason, she's, like... When she, like, I let, I, let, I let my niece and my nephew play it, because, like, you know, it's all-star cartoon. It's the only game I have that is, like, you know, non-violent. You know, my sister was like, yeah, what's, what's a regular game that you have that's on there? It's like, yeah, they can play, they can play Cuphead. And my niece my niece was, like, like actually shaking in and, and getting folks, and she's, like, three years old. So That's it's cool. just like it's in my in my uh, my nephews. He's like he's like super in the game and stuff like that. So it was it was like nice to see like them trying to play and then my niece. She's like a young prodigy, like just like okay. actually actually yeah. you know at, at a game that's actually just hard as shit. Like she's somewhat sure. like okay with it. Introduce well her the to two things. Dark Souls. <laughs> no, no Dark Souls. Dark Souls. She's like four. Next but... she turn, yeah, her next birthday I'll put I'll put her on uh, Dark Souls. <laughs> um the two things i want to tell you about because i know a lot of times you'd come in and be talking about something and we'd have to like fill you in on like the industry news around it oh yeah so two things with cuphead netflix is doing a cuphead cartoon yes that it i think that was supposed to be a 2021 joint but with covid who knows what's going on and Man, then they oh, could oh. announce that shit but like yeah this shit's coming to this is gonna slap 
That's right, that is the thing. Or it could Netflix be next year. And their animation lately, like they're the stuff has it's just been coming that. out. So like Netflix, how'd you get this done? Sure. They're just like, wait, Damn, fan of money, don't worry about it. <laughs> how'd you get this? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. And the other thing is Cuphead's getting DLC. So mm. it's the delicious last course, and they're adding oh, yeah. uh, Lady Chalice as a playable character. Wow, and that's very nice, so, very nice. So those are the two things Cuphead-centric that uh, it's good you knew about the cartoon because it, it seems like it's going to be more kid-focused, but if you were already into like the animation style and like the methods they use, they're going to keep doing that in a show format so it's not a game where it's as hard to do it and with your niece and nephew it's something you can watch with them if they're already feeling cuphead yeah it's, like it's, a gonna, it's gonna be cool i'm hoping it's just as creepy as the game because they take like it takes when it like when the enemy when the boss goes like there's like two there's always just like multiple modes for the boss yeah. but when it gets deeper into the modes it just gets like, like third phase is always like i know like in the beginning of the of cuphead you're fighting like the blue dude with uh yeah the things and eventually once you get to his third phase you're fighting his tombstone yeah like, like it just it gets, oh it yeah, gets, blah, like, yeah. Like those because like those that was back then like that like that style was back when like cartoons were like for adults like at the time mm-hmm. we're like before like just started selling toys like those like cartoons were really for like adults to go to the theater so it goes it's so, like they they can do like little little darker themes i'm hoping to keep that with the with the tv show if if they if if you yeah. know if it's for kids, that's fine, but it's just like, I hope they still keep it. Um, yeah, I think they'll stick true to that style because there's a lot of people who liked Cuphead for what it was doing. So I think it would also appeal to people who bought the game and played the game because of the style of the game. I think they'd keep some of that stuff. They do like a Pixar where it's like, there's stuff in here that the kids aren't going to catch. That's for adults, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I could see, especially under Netflix, them having a good balance of that. Yeah. But yeah, so outside of Cuphead, what else have you been playing? You were talking to us earlier. You said you got into a Final Fantasy. Which one? Which one of the <laughs> multiple Final Fantasies grabbed you? So I saw that fi- I was like Final I was like Final Final Fantasy Seven remake. It's up. You could just get it. I'm like, I've never played a Final Fantasy before, but I'm just like, it's, you know, I can just grab it real quick, you know, whatever. I grabbed it and like before, like before I started playing it, I was doing, I, I, I had it on a list. Like it was just on a list. I'm just like, all right, I'm a, I'm, the first thing I did is like, all right, I'm a finished persona, did that, played a little bit of Fallout and then I got the Final Fantasy seven. I started it and I was just like, okay. All right, this this is this is cool. This is fun. All right, this is this is this is all right. And then the deeper you get, like the more you get into like the soundtracks that are playing, the story was going on, and the actual have like how to fight and what you're able to build, and like the more characters that you get in, it's just got more and more to the point where it's like this is probably my favorite game right now. Like it's it's very it's very like I I feel like I feel like I miss I feel like I missed out on a lot. Like it made me want to go back and see like a a playthrough you know at the very least like a playthrough of the original ps1 version of final okay. fantasy 7 but like that game style and what you're able to do and everything that's in it uh i fucking love this well, shit. The, like this is this yeah is, i was music. like man this is, I, this is so fucking good 
Like this, this shit, Final Fantasy VII remake is so fucking good. Like it's everything that it's everything that I want, and they do it well. That's that's the thing about this game. It's like I don't know. Like I'm always, I guess, like when I get games, I'm always scared that I'm not gonna like it. It's like, oh man, this kind of sucks. Like uh, I don't really like this as much. I have to get used to it. There's nothing I have to get used to in this game. It's like everything I like about playing games they put into this game. Like it's just like. Yes, thank yeah. you for doing this. It's like just enough, just enough, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. custom, you know, just enough that you can customize, but not right. too much. Where it's just like, okay, you can just do, you can really just do whatever. But if you want to, if you want to fine tune this thing, you can. Um, under just just enough strategy of like items or like how many items I need of this, I need of that. You know, side quests they're long enough. Where it's like, it's like, okay, I can do like a whole bunch of different other shit before I even continue the story. Like, they add, even to the point of, come. I guess, like, I'm kind of glad that the first, um, like, RPG that I've, like, really gotten into was, like, Persona 5 as, like, a starting point of, like, where to go. And then the next one, I think it was, like, Persona 5, and then I got a little bit, I got some in, some in the Pokemon. It's like, okay, this is cool. It's similar. There's a lot of things that, you know, not the same, but it's, like, it's very similar. And playing this and seeing how much of, like, the entire genre because i'm still i'm still new to the genre like i only played like two games within like jrpgs of like turn-based combat i'm still only like two games deep right so getting into this and seeing how much of like all the other elements are like ingrained into this like it's more Mm -hmm. so it is like it's more so like one of like you're you're just going to be finding this other person it's you know it's still kind of button mashing but you know you can still like do some strategy of like elements and fire and magic and like moves mm. and stuff like that. So like seeing like yeah. you can even yeah. get like a special that like, combat, per- it's, like a monster or like pers- so you can call upon a persona or whatever and just like yo cast my monster and I'm a, I'm a fu- he's gonna fuck you up for me. And then at the same time getting your moves off, like it's just it's a di- like I love it like I love this game like I I feel like like. How far are you? Um, balls deep, to be honest. I like. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. So, like, yes, this, this, sir. I'm right now, we're um, they. I think well, what happened. So, getting out of, we just got Aerith back. Like, I probably just just got off the highway after the entire arc of getting Aerith back. Like, I'm on the highway fighting okay. that big, you know, tank thing on the highway. It's a big motorcycle, big motorcycle scene. And then I just, I just finished that. Oh my god. Yo, I fucking I died so many times on that shit. The motorcycle, uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. Like that shit was. At, I was like, come on. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of form, it's kind of formulaic, but it's just like I'm not enjoying. I'm like I'm not I'm I'm not really enjoying this as much as anything else. Like it's it's like it's it's almost like the it's like a it's like the water levels on Crash, where it's just like it's like I can the, get do it. The motorcycle was like, fine. It was that boss battle. And I, I didn't I didn't I didn't like I didn't like it as much as the the rest of the gameplay. Yeah, but like it, it was really the boss battle I didn't fuck with. I was like, yeah, I don't like this. All right, so the two things I want to pitch in your direction, just off of this conversation, the original Final Fantasy VII playable on PS4 is sixteen bucks, and I know it regularly goes on sale. So if you just want to kind of see, because it like sounds the like PS4 you're still, version? yeah. Ooh. So yeah, like and it's worth it's yeah, it's worth trying it out. And it honestly. has like built-in cheat codes. Like they give you like a thing where it's like you can speed up like your 
traversal speed. You can speed up like your limit break bar. You can speed up your leveling. It's like built in stuff like that. That it's like if you're just trying to experience it and like see it, you can just turn on all those cheats and just fly mm. through the game. So mm. that yeah. I wanted to let no, you. No, no. I used the fuck out of fast forward. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need that shit, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think if I, if I were to play that, I, would, I think I would want to just like kind of like speed run it. Yeah, like, like, I mean, if, if I've seen if I've seen the, the story before, I, I'd want to I'd want to speed run it. But well, the yeah. stories that's the thing they flesh out in remake because I'm about halfway through remake, and so just what I've played based on what I played of the original seven, they. They're a whole character that it's like they have one line in the PS1 thing and they have a whole story arc in the remake. Oh, and so that's cool. So, and then the remake only goes up to the end of like the first story arc of the game. So, we're still waiting on like, oh, like is, wasn't that like a two one of them two disc games? Yeah, it's three discs oh. for Final Fantasy VII originally, and I don't even think you make it off the first disc. In the Final Fantasy VII remake that's out now. Wow, that's a long fucking game. That's crazy. well, the that's the thing is Seven remake flushes out a lot of this stuff. So original Final Fantasy VII, if you like mainline it, is like forty hours. Mm-hmm. Seven remake is like forty hours. So that's how much they build on top of and change it's and just the first arc. Yeah. So. I could see this being like a four-part series of the that. remake. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, needs I'm that, that, especially on that PS5 architecture. Woo. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. Uh, June, uh, they're doing a PS5 upgrade for Final Fantasy VII remake. That's gonna be. And beautiful. they're doing. June? That's yeah, gotta June. Be All right. that's, good. that's what I'm gonna start. It's already that's good. what I'm gonna start searching. Searching. It's time. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm just waiting on it because right now, like Final Fantasy 14 just got its PS5 upgrade, and a couple other things that I've been waiting on are like on the horizon on getting their PS5 upgrade. So, and Monster Hunter's just been eating all my fucking time. But uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is if you are starting to see the framework of a JRPG and you're starting to really enjoy it. Yakuza Like a Dragon is probably no. oh my god. <laughs> I see oh, a lot of Yakuza. It. Like there's on like on basically like on everything, like everybody's Yakuza seems like it's pretty popular. It seems like something that I could I could probably get into. Well yeah, Yakuza so it's Yakuza zero and then one through six are like one style. They're kind of like the Streets of Rage. They're like brawlers, but in 3D. So you're like fighting in a convenience store and like in the streets of Japan. But for the newest Yakuza, like a dragon, like all of those focused on like one cast of characters. So it was like seven solid games of focusing on from the 80s to like current time of this one set of characters. But then this other one is a completely different cast of characters and it's they announced it as a april fool's day joke where they're like yeah uh since sega bought atlas and now owns persona we're gonna make yakuza persona and that's what like a dragon is it is straight up a turn-based jrpg in yakuza and it is as 
Like, Yakuza is known for being really over-the-top and ridiculous, but, like, the dude went to prison for 18 years and was, like, obsessed with Dragon Quest. So when he got out of prison, like, all the battles he's going through, he's framing the entire world through the lens of a JRPG. And when I tell you, bro, like, this game is something fucking special, every time I play this game, I just... It's just so fucking good. <laughs> like... Yes. Yeah, I'd say yes. look at, like, reviews of Like a Dragon, and all of the reviews that I saw complained about, like, the end game and, like, it being kind of grindy, but I'm like, that's JRPGs in a nutshell. Like, at a certain point, right. you're going to have to grind. So yeah, it's inevitable. But, yeah, as far as the story and the characters and, like, the mechanics, it straight up plays, like, Persona 5, but in, like, modern-day Japan, in, like... It's, like, one of your summons is, like, you pull out your smartphone and you summon, like, this giant crawfish that, like, it's, (laughs) it has so much going on in the game. And I'm only, like, five or six hours into it at this point, but when I tell you, just the things that it's done, and I know a lot of this isn't really, like, specific to this Yakuza, because I was watching a stream of somebody playing Yakuza 6, which has, like, the brawler combat, like, the real-time, more, like, active combat. A lot of the same stuff is in the other Yakuza games, but it's just a lot of these touchstones of, like, the ridiculous side of Japanese culture. Like, the things that I love about it are the fact that it's, like, it's this serious story about this dude who went to prison, took a fall for this guy who killed somebody in Japan, and all of this stuff. And then on the other side, it's, like, you're arguing with homeless people over the last piece of fish. <laughs> and so. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Uh, that sounds like everything that I want to play. Yeah, like, uh, that's one thing. Like, I now that you're starting to see the framework of JRPGs, I think a really good, like, modern, contemporary JRPG that, like, learns from that framework, but also puts it in a context that's really, like, interesting and modern is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm. So. Yeah. I know Madrid has access to it, but he hasn't given it a shake yet. I can't wait for Madrid to play that game and just come back to the podcast, like fucking crestfallen over how amazing that game is maybe i'll play it tomorrow yeah i mean as long as you get i'd say play until you get out of prison and then you you'll have enough of a taste to make you keep coming back you, so you're saying I'm going to be institutionalized? <laughs> oh. Is that what you're implying, Anton? I mean, you know, the Japanese criminal defense system seems to work a little bit better. And he actually, you know... Well, he didn't actually do what he went to jail for, but... So not better. Well, he took the fall. It was like an honor thing. Uh, he was like, look, the boss asked him to do it, and the boss had saved his life. And so he's like, look, man... You've been working for me for this long. I need somebody to take a fall, the fall. And the guy who actually did it, I can't afford for him to take the fall. Because if he takes the fall, the whole fucking family goes under. And... It's a whole yeah, ass thing. It, I mean, 
Yeah, it's a whole ass fucking thing. It, yeah, there's a baby in a locker. It's a whole <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, I, yo, I saw that scene. <laughs> that shit was wild. Yeah. It should, it, 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 that sounds absolutely ridiculous, and I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's just real. Yeah. All right. So, Chris. Yo. I wanted to talk to you. Because I know I haven't seen Jalen play, and I've been on like crazy. I've put probably like 10 hours in the last two days Jeez. into it. But uh, Final Fantasy fourteen got its PS5 upgrade and its patch 5.5. So this is the last patch before Endwalker, right? Yep. Or is there one more before Endwalker? I'm pretty sure this is the last patch. They normally stop around this number. Yeah, they either do 5.5. They'll do whatever point five, and then they might do point five five or five six. But just judging by the content I've gotten through, like working my way through post game Realm Reborn and post game Heaven Sword, mm-hmm. and like now being in Stormblood, it seems. I think my estimate is we might get maybe one more before Endwalker. I think we might get um, like another patch that does. For like for the actual Shadowbringers raid, not the Alliance raid, but the like Eden raid, and they are might like mainstream it to where people can actually start getting the armor before Endwalker comes out, so you can have like all that prepped. Um, but other than that, I don't think it's like big content that's going to come out like this patch is. Okay, so Juwan's saying there's going to be a part two patch. A part two, like a big ass part two patch. And I mean, we'll we can wait for him to answer that. But um, like, based on what the last two expansions, even Endgame, Realm Reborn wasn't even this big so far. Yeah, it seems like Shadowbringers has really just been going all the way the fuck out with all of this stuff. And I'm really ready to get to Shadowbringers because all about yeah. Shadowbringers is just fucking good. So. I mean, what have you noticed as far as, because I don't know how much you've run, like all the stuff that I've run, like the only noticeable difference, I've noticed the warrior improvements they've given, like warrior got a buff this patch. Oh, and so it was pretty much, a, there was a lot of tank buffs, there was a dragoon buff and a monk buff, but like I play casters and, and they, you guys were left alone. Yeah. I mean, we're already OP as fuck, like, <laughs> one of the top DPS in the game, so they don't really need to touch that, and then the other one I play can heal and raise, so he's tight. So, yeah, I don't think Caster's got anything from what I, okay. uh, that ridiculous-ass video that Madrid posted yesterday that, like, of animes and what <laughs> yeah. class got its buff. Did Patch five. Did y'all understand that better than I did? Because I was looking at it, I was like, even certain when they started showing the charts, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. I definitely did understand like the Attack on Titan stuff, (laughs) but yeah, every time they pull out a chart, I was like, I don't know what the fucks. (laughs) I don't know what they're talking about. Because I had like the patch notes open in a different tab, and I don't. I'm like, I don't. These yeah. these charts aren't even in the patch notes, so where the fuck are they getting these charts from? I did think it was, uh, I think Scholar got uh, 100 less 
MP uh, cost for Secor or whatever it's called. And we were playing the Alliance Raid for uh, the Roulette yesterday and someone forgot about that. And they just like, oh shit, it cost me 100 less. And like, eventually went in and figured it all out because I didn't actually know any character changes were happening. That's just kind of funny. Right. Yeah, we definitely were in that Alliance Raid. So with me getting upgraded to the ps5 version it has a separate trophy list mm -hmm. and so i started off i just tested it out first of all it's crispy as fuck like yeah. when i say this is the best final fantasy 14 has looked in all of my time playing it like it looks really good like the entire ui is in crisp 4k it the like Character models look a little... Like, it's not, like, drastically as far as, like, the gameplay stuff. Mm -hmm. Drastically on a different level. But it is as far as, like, just an overall experience. A next-gen thing, you know? It feels like we're at least on parity with what people on high-end PCs are playing. Mm -hmm. And so that feels really good. Uh, it has haptic feedback, which is really interesting. Like the that way they've is implemented. Cool as yeah, you can feel your mount's footsteps and stuff like that. So all of that's really cool to can see. Can you feel like your attacks being cast or like your spills? No, because they said they didn't like want to break your focus in like high end content. That makes sense. Because when you're running your rotation, you don't need like a bunch of. Your yeah, controller like just the last thing you need is off. your controller going in your hands while you're doing like a raid level rotation. So I would like to have that option. <laughs> yeah, and they said they'd take feedback. So like they did a whole like interview on the PlayStation blog the day before the patch dropped, talking about how they handled transitioning from PS4 to PS5, and like all the icons. They put through like an AI thing to up-res them because they're like, we didn't have time to go through and do individual art for every ability, every spell, every item, every piece of armor, every piece of like, they didn't have time to go through and edit every single icon in that game. So they ran them all through this AI upscaling thing and it looks fucking good. Why would I'm wondering why they would try to change the icons considering... I'm well, they're not 4K changed. On 14. Is your HUD 4K? Yeah. Everything's 4K. Okay. Well, I mean, this is just going off of what they said in the interview. But, right. yeah, I'll say if you're... Yeah, I've, I played a hundred something hours of it. The PS4 version on PS5 running it at the highest resolution, highest frame rate, like best fidelity, got my like text scaling and everything right so I could read it because 200 No, 150 cuz I sit this far away from the screen. My I put it at 150, mine's still too small at 150. Oh no, I can see everything I need to see and it's not too big that I felt like 200 was starting to get to the point that certain things were getting too big. But, I mean, you know, you got options. That's true. <laughs> Play your way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chris, have you done any of the 5.5 content? Because I haven't, I'm still in Stormblood, uh, getting towards the end of that, judging. 
I was like, it'd probably take me two days to finish Stormblood yesterday, and with the amount of progress I made today, I think probably, depending on how much time I get to play tomorrow, I'll be able to at least finish base Stormblood and maybe take a detour into getting the Monster Hunter stuff. It's quick. It's fast. It's fun. Oh, yeah, I you know I'll just run that duty over and over. What is it? Is it a dungeon? Is it a it's trial? You it's just a kill trial. It oh, even fucking. Oh shit. Yeah. You get. Like, and now that I have context just, of how easy trials go by, yeah. I mean, um, we do the. So what the one you're probably gonna want is because you're gonna want the Rathalos scale plus, and then that's when you have to do um, uh, that Rathalos Savage or Extreme or something. Not Savage Extreme. Savage is way too hard. But the, that's when it's like... The first trial with the, that you fight the Rathalos, you kind of just go through it. Kind of like every other thing you're going through while playing through Stormblood. When you're going yeah. into like a roulette or whatever. But the Extreme is actually the challenge where you got to like be on your shit. You can't be fucking up. Because it's going to... Well, I mean, if there's more than one tank, I'll just off-tank. But, you know, only, I'm also yeah. not against main tanking. I think it's an eight-man. Oh, yeah. If it's an eight-man, then I'm super good. I can main tank hard enough to be on my shit as a main tank. Or, if I'm not main tanking enough, I can be an off-tank and just do yeah, that. Just hop on YouTube, see what's up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I'll watch it, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'll see what I need to see in the regular trial, which will take 10 minutes. Right. So. As far as playing 5.5, I haven't. I was going to play the story yesterday, but we kind of just ran some roulettes. And I had to hop up to go to bed for work because it was already way too late because we played way too much <laughs> Monster Hunter before even trying to hop on 14. Well, yeah. So, Chris, Ooh. one of us. <laughs> yeah. How's it feel? One of us. Uh, Rise is ten million times better than World, in my opinion, just in playability. <laughs> I like. I feel like I jumped into Rise, or like playing World. I was like, all right, there's a lot of extra bullshit that I got to do before I even fight this monster. And then I'm dropping in Rise, and it's like, no bullshit. Let's go. You go right here, a hundred yards away. And you fighting the motherfucker. Let's go. That's Fuck it. Straight, straight up. Straight up. Straight no cuts. Let's go. Throw them like, hands. This Fuck is it. what I'm about. Let's go. Come on. Right. To the To the It was screen. like Chris got pure, the game. Pure and, gas. Right. And he was like, I don't know, maybe, whatever. And then by the time we finished playing yesterday, Chris was a hunter. Like, he's out here, like, looking into... He's like, should I get this armor or this armor? He's like, oh, yeah, I went and I got this sword because it has higher attack than the sword I'm currently using. I and, mean, yeah. there was a certain point where I was like... Because Anton was like, I want to play 14 tonight. And I was like, I mean, I got to be at least in bed by 11 to get six hours of sleep. Uh, so we can either run some hunts, or you can have it's up to you. Right. I don't. I'll, I'll run I some more hunts. I put the decision in Chris's hands. <laughs> yeah, I put the decision in Chris's hands, and Chris chose Monster Hunter over fourteen. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Chris, and your Church of the Longsword is that correct? Yep, that shit's fine. I he took me into the little buddy room, so I got the training, and I was like, oh, I've been playing this game wrong the entire time. Right, yeah. Showed yeah. Chris the training. That wire bug, that wire bug is just open. Yo, so the, 
the thing I'll say about Longsword and Rise, it's more counter focus. Mm-hmm. So once you get that down, you're fucking in there. Yeah, I'm gonna fall into YouTube rabbit holes like I've done 14, and I'm. Oh be... fuck. Yeah, I was meaning to send you those longsword tutorials, so I still might do that right now. Let's go. Cool. Two six nine. Yep. Two six nine. Rx. Those were the two that I was gonna send you to start <laughs> off with. Now, but Rise is, is sick. I love the aesthetic. I love everything about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, he was helping us push monster shit in. He w- One of his problems with World was we were just kind of carrying him, and he felt like he was more so just trying not to die. But no, nah, Chris was in there fucking was, stab, yes, stab, slash. Go. I'm gonna fuck this. What's the pookie pookie or whatever the hell? What do we hate? <laughs> Oh, Kezu. Kezu. We hate Kezu. Yeah, we hate Kezu. Long dick of... <laughs> oh, Kezu? The it long dick of me white of, dicks. I guess this is Monster Hunter's uh, dick chariot. <laughs> the dick chariot? Slick. I, it kind of, but... Uh... It attacks in the same... That's how I imagine the dick chariot would move 3D. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we did all of that. Uh, I mean... While we're on the topic of Switch games, I kind of want to... Well, actually, before I switch, everybody listening, <laughs> check out the Squad Sessions podcast, available now on the Cheesy Controller and Rusty Rupees podcast feed. We got a whole nother podcast going. We double Monster up. Hunter content. We're recording episode two right after this. So... They're working hard. Everybody go check that out. Yeah, we've been playing hours mm-hmm. and hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like over the 85 hour mark now in Rise. All of us have been grinding sets and stuff. Uh, our discussion on episode two is going to be a lot about like the end game and set building. And it's going to be a lot more in the minutia. I feel like episode one was really good. And we have amazing soundtrack music by Radic. Oh my god, it's yeah. so fucking fire. Our opening theme is hard. <laughs> You know, you know, I'm just saying, like, none of our musical selections ever fucking miss. They don't. But this one, I feel like this one just because, like, I catch myself whistling that song every once in a while, that just his take on the song goes super hard. Right. But, uh, yeah. The, talking about Switch games, there was a Nintendo Indie World showcase today. And I won't go through everything that was covered. I mean, it was only 20 minutes. And I think... That shit was fire. Yeah, it was really fucking good. Considering I woke up, saw one of the announcements, and just fucking flipped the fuck out. Because there's this little game series called Ollie Ollie that I thought would never happen again. Because the developer went on to do something else. Roll 7, like, they haven't talked about Ollie Ollie in a long time. It's been out on switch it's out on playstation it's like a 2d like score based arcade skateboarding game that uses the controls of skate like the skate franchise like the same like flicks of the stick and everything to do your tricks and ollie ollie one and two were like a time and place i played the shit out of both of those games and i just have a special place in my heart for Ollie Ollie. I thought it was dead. I thought it was over. And then they came out and announced Ollie Ollie World, 
this morning during the Nintendo Indie Showcase, and it's coming to not just Switch, but PS4 and PS5, as well as Xbox platforms, but I'm not... I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I'm not playing it on Xbox. I'm going to play it on Switch and PS5. But shit. The way the good lord intended. It's like they took... I can't even think of like an apt comparison to how good this game looks. Because it's like branching paths. It's just... it. It's more... It's 3D. You have character customizations. You were just kind of the Ollie Ollie guy in the first two. <laughs> now you can customize your character. The, They're giving you all the shit you didn't know you wanted, dude. I just I was like, I'll take whatever a new Ollie Ollie is, but for what this is, holy shit, man! I am, I am, yeah. I ate, man, <laughs> and, and that's just off like this minute long trailer. Yeah. Like I and then I saw it in the Indie World Showcase, and they gave a little bit more perspective, and it's like you're going to find the skate gods and all this stuff. Like it's adding it's wall riding, it's adding all this stuff that I didn't know I needed, but now I have. And I'm I, whenever it comes out, they said 2021. Like even if it gets delayed, even if whatever, it's a small indie game, but it is rocketed up to my most anticipated game of 2021. And so, the other game I wanted to talk to, um, and Madrid, did you get to play the demo, or no? Nah, fuck no. And I mean, there's a demo. But, I'm excited to play this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it looks super cool. They had, uh, Aerial Knight. Yeah, uh, so it's Aerial Knight's Never Yield, and it's this guy, uh, it's developed. That's the day one cop. Huh? It's a day one cop. Yeah, it's definitely... The soundtrack looks amazing. The gameplay looks awesome. It's like a free-running kind of, like, rhythm game somewhat. But everything I've seen of the game and hearing the soundtrack, it seems like he had... I followed the developer and the guy who did the soundtrack. Both of, I followed both of them on Twitter. And I'd highly recommend, like, it's hard to portray what this game is on an audio pod uh, primarily audio podcast but if you watch the trailer for this game and you're not interested like i don't know the streets have failed you on that one because it's yeah it's a black developer black producer working together to like make this fusion of music and gameplay and like yeah. everybody it's knows in the post like uh like a future tokyo cyberpunk detroit like yeah it hits that shit is that's just fire everything they said about that game and everything they showed about that game hit today and that was one of the things like i went into the showcase already seeing the tweets about ollie ollie world but then i saw the trailer for this and i'm like yeah this hits and i mean it was another one of those indie worlds where it's like those two games stood out to me but i'm sure all the games have a following. Like, you know, they did a Oxenfree 2 announcement at the end, which was, I know a lot of people really like Oxenfree. I know there's like, there were two new Annapurna games, and I've liked a lot of the things. What's up, Chris? Isn't Ali Ali Oxenfree a thing? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> oh is a God. thing, but I had not even connected <laughs> that. So. I- 
Ollie Ollie's a thing and Oxen Free's a thing. And I mean, you know, if Ollie Ollie Oxen Free is <laughs> the new game, for, yeah, it, it's the end game. <laughs> it's the greatest crossover. <laughs> you know, the Indie World Showcase is just a teaser for this expanded video game cinematic universe that we didn't even know we were taking part in. Damn. It's like Godzilla versus King Kong. We didn't know. That Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of Monsters were connected like that. Mm -mm. Yeah, here we are. I but watch that movie, by the way. It's good. What do you think? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like when they didn't deal with the little, what they did when the kids weren't involved, and it was just they Big just Daddy tried. Kong. They tried so hard. I think they saw ahead of time that everybody was on Team Godzilla. And they were like, okay, yeah. we got to make people just, root for King Kong. Yeah, you just add a little girl who loves King Kong, and then everybody's like, my girlfriend's over here like, I don't want Kong to get hurt. He's so right. sweet. And just, and just, and and the same like, thing of like, no, no Kong. And I'm like, Kong. no, go Godzilla. Beat this dude's ass. Kong straight up just wants to Fuck live in the Hollow ocean Earth. and have peace. That's it. Right, and he had to fuck up a good thing. They had this whole dome. It's like a Pokeball. Like, you have your ideal environment, and you're contained, and you're safe, and you can just go about living your daily life, but you got to go fuck shit up. That's on you, bro. That's true. Damn, this is my weekend. <laughs> right. I definitely love to have an environment just tailor-built for me. Like, I'd be fine living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to go back. Like, April, like after gotta, a certain gotta, part, gotta, he's like, yo, I'm actually, I lied. I can go back to this. Like, like my bad. I feel like, it was, <laughs> right. I feel like it was the boat ride. After that boat yeah. ride, I would want to go back to. Right. He's like, sorry I was throwing trees at you guys' hollow dome. My bad on that one. It's a lizard out here that's going to beat my ass. Straight up. No, but it was good. I feel like once they were like... What what dealt with the monsters? I mean, even like the little, the relationship between the little girl and Kong was actually. I was like, man, this is actually kind of cute. Whatever. It was better than what uh, Eleven or the girl who plays Eleven in Stranger Things and her friend with random security guards. The side story was. I didn't really care about that at all. They didn't really this make invest me. Yeah. <laughs> Out of context. I'm obviously underage, but I I love the security guard of this facility that I'm always at for some reason. Paperboy, the actor who plays Paperboy in Atlanta can act. I will give that dude that much. Like he kind of carried all of those segments yeah. of the movie. He's in this movie. Yeah. Yes. He's the security guard guy. No, had no clue. Yeah. Did they? They, they, they didn't they, market they, him they, at all. They didn't the advertise him at all. They, all they advertised is Kong versus Godzilla, that's and that's all, all they, they needed. needed to advertise. Those, like he kind of carried the part. No, they're showing those little kids, bro. Man, they don't need to show those little kids. That was annoying. Right. They really could have switched out the little kid and all the marketing for Paperboy, and I would have been with it. Literally, he could have just been there by himself because he figured it out all by himself, and. That would have been way better. Right, he knew the whole time. Just listen. This is what we listen to. They just really had Samuel L. Jackson to this movie. Like Samuel Jackson was in Jurassic Park. It's like, hey, bro, 
I control <laughs> all of this, and I'm the only one who can. So y'all better listen to me and and buckle your butts up. That poor bastard, <laughs> Samuel Jackson, did not deserve to die in Jurassic Park. Right. At least this. At least we've gotten over the trope of the black guy dying because he survived through the whole movie. Spoilers. I mean, he had. There were. Yeah, spoilers for Godzilla vs. King Kong, the black guy lives. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <Just> movie <laughs> ruined. But, um, Madrid. Apex. What's up? I know you didn't get to play a whole lot of this. And, I mean, like, a lot of this news no, is kind of... the servers were, like, shitting the bed last night. Yeah. Oh, damn, patch But... Day. I mean, you got a lot of the bad. patch. Yeah, it was patch day for Apex and 14. And, like, PSN was like, what the fuck? PSN was also shitting the bed. Yo. Yeah. So there's that. So we eventually, I was, I stayed on 14 and was dealing with the 14 issues. But I was in Discord because I was like, I need voice chat where people aren't just randomly getting kicked mm-hmm. in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. But, uh... I know you saw a lot, like you watched the trailer and you have been paying attention to the patch notes. What's going on with this new Apex event? Um, uh, Monster Hunter? <laughs> Question mark? Like, what? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I really didn't get a chance to play last night, but I think you they drop you in, um, with the shield. And it slowly recharges when you're not taking damage. Like, kind of how Octane's passive works, where he just heals over time. That's cool. Okay, so... So I brought up a article. so bad that I didn't even get a chance to play. So, the Apex Legends Wargame event is live, with five different rotating takeover events going on. So... There you go. The five different things are Armor Region, which is going to like, which was the mode you played where they drop you in with armor and like, even if it gets cracked or damaged or anything, it'll regen over the course of time. They have one called Ultra Zones, which is going to be like the hottest drops. You drop and everything there is yellow or red or like at minimum purple. And so you're just dropping into extremely high tier loot and duking it out at the beginning of a match. Ooh, uh, spice bomb. I'm here for that. Yeah, uh, they have auto banners, which is where you don't have to pick up your team's banners. Like if somebody gets downed and like knocked out, you just automatically have their banner. And since they've upped mobile respawn beacons and stuff like that. You have more people have more of a chance to get back into the fight. Um, there's one called Killing Time that I haven't been able to see what's going on with that one yet. Uh, that one's a little less self-explanatory. Uh, and then there's one called Second Chance, where if you get killed, you automatically start dropping right back into the match. Without having people to have to get your banner, take it to a respawn beacon, respawn you, you just drop right back in. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like the Gulag in Call of Duty Warzone, but it's just kind of, you get a second chance. And of course, with all the Apex events, there's a host of cosmetics available. Uh, It's new skins, new gun skins. Oh my god, that new Lifeline skin is fucking... 
ten out of ten. Didn't they nerf the lifeline? Um, I had, I don't think that patch is out yet. That was something they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know for certain, but they're talking about removing her shield for her auto res. I'm like, come on! What? How the, why would you do that? Why would you do that? That shit's stupid. They they're they're acting like the shield is fucking perfect and impenetrable. Like yes, while it's true, you can't shoot through it or break it. You can. <laughs> it walk, doesn't you last play, that you can, long. It doesn't last long. One, you can walk through it. You can throw grenades over it and or under it. Right, it's not that big. You, you it's not. It, it's not that big. It doesn't last long. Like I feel like it was fair. Yeah, it and it's not it's like you could move fair. it. It would just be a barrier, and like you're upping somebody, it'd be a barrier there, and it would give that person a chance not to immediately get knocked right back out. So the thing I think they're trying to do, they said they want to remove the low profile stat, which you know, smaller characters with like slimmer hitboxes take more damage, but they move faster. They want to remove that, so I think they're going to try and make like Lifeline and Wraith worse again. So it balances out. Yeah, because you, you nobody wants wraith buff. Right, but <laughs> they also want to get rid of that that passive trait. All right, so Josh. But nerfing lifelines anti black, so <laughs> respawn. You don't want to be anti black, do you? Uh, Josh, since you're back on PlayStation, you're you have access to the cheesy party. Like you could join the party at any point, um, but. You trying to play some Apex with us? Like I know, Apex. Like it's Apex is one of those games that I tried that I just couldn't. I could. It's weird because I got I got into Fortnite for like one night. Like me and my me and my nephew played Fortnite for a couple hours, and I got I I could get into Fortnite like for some reason. I could get in like the entire battle royale concept. I got it, and I finally got. I played it for like a little bit, and then my nephew showed me how to play. So I can play it and actually got um what's what's the what's the, like the last person to survive uh Victory Royale. Yeah, 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 I got I got one of those like oh shit, what a fucking rush. And then I might I might since I since I was finally able to get into that, I might give it another shot because I remember I was just not I was just really not in the apex. Like it just Right. Like but you You felt just, Titanfall, right? Yeah. Fight, yeah, Titanfall was cool. I I like I like yeah. Titanfall. So yeah, I'd say I definitely say I'd say give it a chance. Maybe not necessarily with me because I'm still like hit or miss with like my consistency, like my level of consistency of play. But like you know, Z plays it all the time. Like maybe give it a chance with Z in Madrid and like try and roll with like that group. Like I think I mean it's free. Yeah. No barrier to like yeah. you getting I'll, in. I'll, I'll try it feeling out. Like, it I just out. Know, like if I'm in a group, I'm gonna be dead weight. Cause like I, it's like I I've re- like I realized like shooters main shooters just may not it just may not be for me. Like so like so you know some people some people can play shooters, some people can't play shooters. I can accept that I, I I'm not I'm not the best at shooters, but I'll give it I'll give it another shot. I I I'd be I'd be willing to give it a, 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 another shot since since I was able to get into the general battle royale style to to the point where I can play it I can pull right. it up I can give I can give it one more shot with uh, with with Apex yeah and I feel like Fortnite and Apex kind of have the similar game speed to them 
like Fortnite, you have a little bit more survivability as far as like th- from the second you start getting shot to the second you die. Yeah. Like I feel like Fortnite has a little bit longer survivability but like the pace of you running into people and like having to actually fight people and have to deal with engagements that speed is similar between Fortnite and Apex whereas like stuff like Call of Duty Warzone or PUBG like PUBG I feel like I pretty much am never like there is significant chunks of time between fights and like Call of Duty your time to kill is just like I just don't see somebody for like two seconds and I'm just dead and out the fucking game. So, yeah, I feel like those are less welcoming. I know that aspect of it and not having to, not being able to automatically regenerate, like you just out of the game, you gotta join another lobby. That, I think that aspect of it just got, um, it got frustrating when you're not, I guess, like when, when I first started playing like Apex, I was just like, man, I keep dying, but like, I had to join a whole nother lobby, pick a whole other rollout. It was just like I don't, I don't know if this is for me. But I, yeah. I'll get, I'll get, I, 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 I feel like I can give it another shot if, 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 if. Yeah, it's it's better with the team because they'll be there to like, like if I'm running a lifeline, I can res you and then I can heal you. You know what I'm saying? Or if you just get killed, like your teammate can come scoop your banner or some shit. And then boom, you're back in the game. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna get you some guns, we're gonna get you some armor, and we're gonna get you some revenge. You know what I'm saying? We're out here. We're fucking we're on a it's mission. Blood. We are, we're blood blood hunter. Like we are out here, you feel me? All father is gonna fucking find you. I feel that. Or we get clapped too and we laugh about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> or the you other just thing. Shoot the shit for a couple hours too. Yeah, we'll play games and just like not even finish in the top ten and just play for hours and hours and hours and just shoot the shit while shooting other people. Like it, Madrid will drop in like once every five matches. Just I'm throwing fuck this shit. Like I'm gonna get the kills I can get and get out. I need payment in blood. We're gonna fist fight. <laughs> and then I'm gonna grab a gun. <laughs> so yeah the other two stories i have uh ps5 got its first major firmware update uh so what's in that how uh, does it feel they updated the game base so it's less of a shit show so the little like tab at the bottom that brings up what it brings up now it brings up one tab that's parties and one tab's that's your online friends and what they're playing which in like alphabetical order like before to get to your friends list you'd have to like go a couple menus deep and then it'd be like oh yeah these people are online but it's in no alphabetical order whatsoever so like if i knew somebody was online and they were playing something that i wanted to play with them it'd be several steps to getting to playing that thing with that person. Whereas now they kind of clean that up a bit. Um, The other thing I've noticed is a lot of the stuff seems to be on the app side of things. They updated the PlayStation app as well. And so now you can add stuff to your wish list. It's kind of more full function like the app. I mean, it's way better than it was during the PS4 generation. Like just, offer it but the app now when i have friend notifications and i'm online on my system it'll give me those friend notifications on my phone uh 
the one of the features that I don't think I'm going to use anytime soon because I don't have a data cap and my internet's fast enough is you can store PS5 games on an external. You can't play them there, but like you can download the game, have it on your PS5, put it on your external, let it like be there, and so you don't. If you know you're not going to play it, put it over to your external, and then when you want to play it, bring it back over to your internal mm -hmm. and have it run off the SSD. Uh, that's kind of But, cool. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, that's good for people with data caps, and it's like if you don't have the download speed that I have yeah. of, like, a gigabit per minute, like... Yeah, I could totally see that being useful, but for me, if I'm not playing something on my PS5, I delete it. If I feel like playing something on my PS5, I download it and call it a day. So, it's not really the most... I mean, it, like, it, it could I, be a convenience thing of, like, you already have it downloaded to this external, so you're just moving it over instead of downloading something that might have an update. And so, it might take a little bit longer than... Like, because... Yeah, having like a gigabit of internet, it's really fast. Like downloading shit is nothing at all. But it's like the convenience of just right. moving it over from one space that's already connected to your PS5 to another is like a matter of seconds. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, I haven't tested this, but moving PS4 games from my external to my internal. Is it? Like, when I moved 14 and, like, Apex and certain things, like, a while ago I deleted... I can't even remember what game I deleted, but it was a big game off my PS5, and so I had space that some of these PS4 games that I Cyberpunk? was playing... No, Cyberpunk has never been on my internal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Um, I, I think it might have been Demon Souls that I deleted, uh, oh. but... It was something big that I deleted off my internal, and I had some of these games on my external, and I was like, okay, so now I have space to move them to my internal so that they'll load faster. Mm -hmm. And the process of moving just PS4 games from my external, where they're playable, to my internal, where they also would have been playable, took longer than it would have taken to delete the game and re-download it. That's just with the internet speeds I'm working with. Damn. I don't know if the PS5 version's faster because they like compress it and just kind of like move a zip file or what they do. And I haven't gotten a chance to test it, but in it's my still running USB uh, like 3.0, yeah, you, but USB A, not USB C. Yeah, I mean, I guess until a point where until they do USB C. I could see why you would logically just re-download something instead of just moving it over. Yeah, but I mean, if you have slow internet and you're not, like... Because I'm hardwired in, I'm getting yeah. a gig down and a gig up per second. Like, oh, yeah. I know I'm not in the average use case. Yeah. So I forgot you're hardwired in. Yeah. So, I it's just... For me, because I moved... I think it was Persona 5 Strikers uh, and, like, Final Fantasy fourteen and, like, something else small mm -hmm. that I all I moved. And the process took so long that I was like, I should have just deleted all of these, disconnected my external, mm -hmm. and re-downloaded them to my internal. That's ridiculous. Uh, and the last story I want to talk about, um, and I know that 
none of us have gotten a chance to play this game, but other games in the series, I know I've really liked, and all of us probably have access to it with having Nintendo Switch Online is Pac-Man 99. Huh. Yeah, so they killed Mario 35 in March. Uh, they're doing another Tetris 99 style game, but this time they're working with Bandai Namco, and they're doing a 99 player Pac-Man Battle Royale. Do other players that you're playing against in this 99 Battle Royale fuck you up a little bit while you're playing Pac-Man? Like, yeah, as they're it's, winning, it's like Tetris mess? 99. Or the same, like... So if you eat a power pellet and eat a bunch of ghosts, you send those ghosts to somebody else's screen. Man, see, oh boy. that's so toxic. Like, Pac-Man so toxic already with their five Man, ghosts. I, I don't I'd need see, more. I'd see, I'd, see, I'd see about that. I, you know, because I, I, was, I was slick nice at Pac-Man. Word. Of course. Because I played I play Pac-Man World for PS2. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I had that game, beat it, like, multiple times. Like, I played every version of Pac-Man. I... Had I, I, I had to try like oh because like they came with it came with like an arc all the arcade versions of Pac Man mm-hmm. like I had it had you can you can you can play the full game and then you can play like the arcade versions of Pac Man like I fucked with Pac Man extra heavy like I was I was like if there's one old school arcade game that I played other than Galaga it would have to be um, I would love a Galaga ninety nine if that could ever be a thing. Yeah, oh, that could Galaga be a 99? thing. Galaga 99? With these, yeah, Galaga 99. I think that so, would be the one. I would be like, all right, that'd be, that'd go. Be, that'd be the one. This lineage one. of them taking retro games, making them into these Battle Royale things, because they did it with Tetris 99, and it's like, okay, so you're just playing like Tetris versus mode against 99 people, and it like made sense. Then they did Mario 35, where you're playing Mario 1, against 35 other people and you're sending like if you kill a goomba on your screen a goomba shows up on their screen if you kill bowser on your screen bowser shows up on their screen they could be in world one one and then bowser comes out of fucking nowhere and so this formula like pac-man and like pac-man's doing the same thing like i mean it's just puzzle fighter yeah yeah like capcom give me a new puzzle fighter let's get back to the basics but make them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's always um, a good option. I think Galaga 99 has a real possibility. Like, we got to start the campaign here and now of like... Like, if, 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 if nobody said it before, you heard it here first. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Pretty like, easy. I've been listening to podcasts and I've heard people talking about it. And like, a lot of people share the sentiment that, uh, with me of like, Tetris 99 was probably the best implementation but I could totally see a Galaga. Like, every time you kill an enemy ship, the enemy ship goes and onto another player's screen. Like, the amount... Oh, man. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, that's just... Yeah. Yeah. That... It would be that. Maybe that. Maybe Centipede. Mm-hmm. Centipede. Oh, that Centipede would, be would be really nice. Centipede would be really Ooh, nice. Ooh, Snake would be really good. Asteroid. Man. How would you do it with Snake? As you're getting longer, you're taking away resources from other people's screens. So, like, as you're picking stuff up... So, if you take too long to pick up something that's making you longer, like, somebody else could technically pick it up because they're doing it faster and more efficiently. 
You know? Yeah. It, this concept of just like adding and removing these simple gameplay elements from these retro games and having make it a make it a competitive experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with it. Now I really fucking just want Galaga ninety nine. Like, yeah, Galaga, Galaga, just the name itself. Like I mean, Galaga ninety nine. It rolls off the tongue so nicely. I, That's a podcast episode name I feel at this like point. You gotta start <laughs> with Pac Man ninety nine just because Pac Man is a name of itself. But mm. Pac Man. Yeah. Does. If, if you want to get if you want to get a little bit obscure. Nah, you like make it Namco ninety nine and you sw- well. alternate between all the Namco classic arcade games. Oh man, Robbie just said Dig Dug would be fun, and I just Dig Dug's like my personal favorite out of those. But yeah, Dig Dug ninety nine would be sick. Adding Every time you blow up, anything, uh, just makes it that much cooler. Bomberman ninety nine. Isn't there already a Bomberman like Battle Royale thing? Is there? I've never, I've never played Bomberman. I mean, I played like a knockoff Bomberman on a. <laughs> on I played classic Bomberman. It's a good time. I know there's Super Bomberman R, which was like the most recent one on Switch. I really feel like there was like a MMO style Bomberman 99. Okay, so there's Super Bomberman R online, which seems to at least give you some of the multiplayer elements in Bomberman. So... Hmm. But yeah, Dig Dug would probably be, it'd be number one Galaga, because I already got Tetris, so it'd be number one Galaga, number two Dig Dug. I'm about to just play my arcade when we get done with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty, <laughs> or, you know, you could download Pac-Man 99 and give that a spin so we could talk about it next week on the podcast. I could do that. Uh, speaking of the things we're going to talk about next week on the podcast, Chris, neither of us got a chance to play the uh, Resident Evil Reverse beta. Dude, it's too much shit. We don't have an, there's not enough hours in the you day. I'm not I'll even honest, mad at you on I this. I really one. do feel like I spent my time on better games than even just spending one second on what is probably getting just going to be bullshit. Right, and I'm not like I'm not gonna go play it. Like if you hit me up and it's like, oh, we're gonna play it, I'll play it. But if you're not gonna hit me up to play it, I'm not about to go play it. But tomorrow, as of recording, there is a Resident Evil, another Resident Evil showcase happening, where they're gonna talk about Resident Evil Village. They're gonna talk about Reverse and surprises. I know. So. This is so. What are what are your best? What are your predictions for this Resident Evil thing tomorrow? It's just gonna be Resident Evil Four remake. You said that last time. I know I, nothing. I, I've because, lost okay, some of so the faith. They, what they did was they just locked down. They said what they said last time, and then got quiet. And then they said, "All right, we're gonna do this tomorrow." So we have, there's no, I haven't seen any leaks or anything. It, I mean, other than just like, it's Resident Evil 4 Remake, which is fine. That's cool. It's bad, I guess. I no think point. we're going to get the, like, demo tomorrow. Because last time they did the Maiden demo. The same day, no, I, think, I think. And they, they already did a date for the demo. And that's like in summer. Summertime. Well, mm, 
I, I mean, it's kind of a stretch calling April. Also on PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, next time the demo is going to actually represent what gameplay is going to be like yeah. and be available on all platforms. What but said. I don't think we they gave a date. And so I think tomorrow, the same way they dropped the Maiden demo out of nowhere the day of the last Resident Evil showcase, I think they're going to drop the Resident Evil 8 just straight up. How are we going? I'll lose my shit. Vertical slice of the game. Can't wait. You going to stream it, Chris? Tomorrow? Yeah, let's do it. What time sure. is it? I'm off tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I'll stream it. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck it. We can run it. It's whatever. All right. Well, does anybody have a one more thing before we wrap? Because we got to go do a squad sessions after this, and we've been going for about an hour 15. So Poor bastards. Been going. Strong. Uh, go check out 3 Few Set Podcast. There's, there's an episode out. Um... Should be a new episode in most places. If not, go listen to it on SoundCloud. It is definitely a new episode there. <laughs> then there's another one. Oh, no dropping way. soon. <laughs> okay. And then we're recording another one <laughs> tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. Check that Damn. out. Re- very open, honest, straightforward uh, episode. Also very funny from what I remember. All right. What I've heard. And Robbie asked about the Sony stuff, and I guess I won't go too long on this, but... Why the fuck are they remaking The Last of Us? <laughs> that's not even the biggest problem, because I'd take a remake of The Last oh, of yeah, Us. You like, were it definitely some fell. shit last night that I was like, I don't know if he's... I mean, if you, you say what you said yesterday, because... Right. So, Sony has kind of shifted their focus to these triple a big budget games that aren't going to sell under like 10 million copies in the first day like sony has gone they're basically the publisher of the last of us spider-man horizon zero dawn like even other big games that they would have taken chances on before like their best-selling game the year it came out was days gone and they have told the studio that's work that worked on days gone that they can't make a days gone too because I don't think it would sell as much as a Last of Us or an Uncharted. And so, Sony seems to be... First of all, I got a PS5 day one. Outside of third-party stuff, there has not been anything on the PS5 that has justified the purchase of the PS5. Like, I do appreciate my Final Fantasy XIV update. I do appreciate my Yakuza Like a Dragon update. Doom Eternal's coming soon. Ghost Runner is coming soon. Like, I have a lot of these third-party games that are getting next-gen enhancements that are like, yeah, this these games justify having a PS5. Like, the faster UI. But as far as Demon Souls isn't really my cup of tea. Miles Morales is going to be on both. The next Horizon is going to be on both. Like, all of these games, even the next God of War is looking like it's going to be on PS4 as well as PS5. Um, so Sony's really just out here slowing up the progress. They closed down Japan Studio, which fucking, like, Japan Studio has put out some of my favorite, like, they've worked on some of my favorite games over the last two and a half generations, like, some That's just so weird, like, Sony shutting down Japan Studio. Yeah, because they've shifted, like, the headquarters of Sony now is in North America, and it's being run by Jim Ryan, who is not a gamer... 
Like, you can tell by every time Jim Ryan says anything to anybody that Jim Ryan doesn't fucking play video games. He doesn't use the game. He doesn't. He doesn't. Like, Mark Cerny, like, Shuhei Yoshida, like, all these other executives that, Kazurai, all these other executives that PlayStation has had at least have, like, Geo Corsi. Like, they have gamer chops. They worked on games. They play games. Like, you go on their Twitter accounts and they're talking about what Platinums they're working towards or, like, playing this new, like, blockbuster game early. Jim Ryan doesn't do any of that shit. Right. Jim Ryan they're not new to this shit. They're true suit. to this shit. Jim Ryan is just a guy who's like, I can run a business, and he's treating PlayStation... And I know at the end of the day, all of these companies are businesses, but like the things that PlayStation has done that has made me a Sony fanboy over the last several generations has been the stuff that like their creatives make, like the art that goes into games, like the fact that there are people who were programmers who know like that this game is technically impressive, so like they're going to give developers more time to work on something more technically impressive that'll help the game sell over a longer lifespan it seems like they're not trying to do any of that anymore and it like sony right now if somebody's asking me should i get a ps5 or xbox series x unless you're like me and you have hundreds of games digitally on playstation you probably should get an xbox like you get Game Pass, Sony has no competition of that. Josh, even somebody like you, like you like Fallout and you like Bethesda games and like Rockstar games and like all of these third parties. Red Dead's on Game Pass, but Microsoft bought Bethesda. The next Fallout is going to be exclusive yeah. to Xbox. Like all of Josh, these things. You should play Outer Worlds. Oh yeah, Outer, Outer Worlds is multi-platform, but they Microsoft owns a developer of that. That's like a more modern Fallout. It's like a shorter but more focused modern Fallout. I and wouldn't that, necessarily Microsoft, say more focused. It's good. It, the writing isn't as snappy as a New Vegas, though. It's fun. It's a good time. I I like it. But, I will say the writing isn't as snappy as like a New Vegas, or but if you, and it's not as introspective deep as their uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Coder Two. If you have an Xbox, you can play New Vegas in its best incarnation for free. Like all of the previous Bethesda titles are on Game Pass, so like you could load in, and they're doing stuff like. Auto HDR, FPS boost, where the developers don't have to go in and tweak these games. Just running them on the Xbox makes them run better. And so, like, so even X Fallout so 4. So, somehow, long run Xbox is really, really yeah. doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, in the background, last generation, Xbox lost, and they sat back. They're like, all right, we're going to do backwards compatibility. We're going to do Game Pass. We're going to do all of these things to make our system the better system overall in the long run. And then transitioning into this generation, sure, the PS5 can play PS4 games. Like, it can play pretty much every PS4 game on a PS5, no problem. 
but the Xbox Series X can play every Xbox One game, a good majority of Xbox 360 games, and a big chunk of original Xbox games. Like, I can take my and Halo... And the quality is just there as well. Yeah, like, so Skate 3 was an Xbox 360 game. If I were to put my <clears throat> Skate 3 disc that I've had since college on Xbox 360 into an Xbox Series X, it would run it in 4K at a higher frame rate, better load times, like... Because I still, I still get 360 games. It's yeah, just, they, and they I mean... Away, but they still... Yeah, like, I have 360 games. I have original Xbox games. Like, so, we'll, if I got to jump, jump next gen right now, it will be, it, I'd be better off getting an Xbox. Honestly, okay. like, I don't... Unless you really just care about your trophies like that, or unless you like, I I can't justify like I was able to justify a PS5 for myself because I am who I am. But outside of that, like especially people, any if somebody were to just come up to me and say, "Hey, I like racing games. I like open world games. I like just." Pretty much any genre except for third-person action-adventure, like, big-budget, like, the Sony games. The games we think of when we think PlayStation. If somebody, unless somebody's, like, super tied to Uncharted or super tied to, like, the Spider-Man things. And, I mean, even Spider-Man, like, if you really like Spider-Man, you can play Miles Morales on PS4. So, like, you don't need a PS5 to play that game. Like, it's only certain very specific use cases that I'm like, if you're going to get a next-gen system, get a PS5. But with the Xbox, if you get an Xbox and you get Game Pass, it's hundreds of fucking games. It was like when I gave you my primary on PlayStation, Josh, where you just had, like, this huge library and just access to it. For $15 a month, you can get that on Xbox, and you can stream the games to your phone, and you can fucking... Like if you ever got a PC, it's just, you can do it. Y- yeah, it's if you're play, because I mean Game Pass. So Game Pass is so good that even if you don't have an Xbox, you can do Xbox cloud streaming on Android phones. It's coming to iOS at some point and PC at some point. But if you had an Android phone, you hook up a controller to it and you can just play hundreds of Xbox games on a fucking Android phone. For it's like the Netflix Tough. of games. That's and tough. PlayStation doesn't have that. They don't have anything remotely close to that. Like, sure, their PlayStation Plus offerings are stronger than a- Xbox games with gold. But, but at the end the of the day... Of game, the amount of games that you can play anyway. Right. And then it's like day one. Um, so you're getting all the Microsoft games day one for free. So like the new when the new Halo drops, it's going to be on Game Pass day one. The last two gears, as soon as they drop, day one. Microsoft Flight Simulator, day one. Like, all of these things. And then they're going out to third parties like Square Enix. So, Outriders, day one on Game Pass. If you want to play Outriders, you can pay for it on PC. You can pay for it on PlayStation. Or you can just go download it on Xbox. And that's, like, right now is, like, one of the hottest games. Because there's not a lot coming out right now. But if you're on Xbox, just... And they have EA Play. So if you play Madden every year, fucking Madden for free right there all the time. Like, and they went and they signed a deal with the MLB. And so MLB The Show has been a PlayStation exclusive franchise up until this year. 
PlayStation develops it internally and then has been up until now publishing it just on PlayStation. But the MLB said, if you guys keep doing that, we're going to take the license and give it to somebody else. And because it sells so well, PlayStation's like, all right, we'll publish it on Xbox. And then Xbox is like, oh, we're getting this game. We're going to go to the MLB and give them a chunk of change so this game comes out day one on Xbox for free. So you can either be on PS5 and pay $70 for this game day one, or you could be on Xbox and get this PlayStation, like this game with PlayStation history, for free day one. Like Xbox is out here and like sunning motherfuckers. Like yeah, yes, thank you. And then yeah, like I get your kid, I get your kid. You know what I'm saying for free. You know what I'm right, <laughs> working, and that's the thing. So like Robbie brought up Kojima. Kojima, his last game, Death Stranding, came out on PlayStation. Like. Did what it did. I enjoyed it. It's mixed feelings. Like, you feel how you feel about Death Stranding as a game. But everybody knows Kojima is an auteur in the game space. Like, you don't get a lot of other game developers that have a name like Kojima. Mm -hmm. And Xbox is out here right now working on a deal to get Kojima's next game to come to Game Pass day one. They work in the numbers. They're making money moves. They know how to work the numbers. Like, yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, they bought Bethesda for $8.5 billion and then made back. Microsoft makes money so much that before they even got Bethesda, made back that $8.5 billion in the next quarter of just sh sheer profit before they even got what they spent that $8.5 billion on. Like Microsoft's just a beast, man. Yeah, Microsoft is out here fucking kicking ass it's and taking names. It's a dangerous place to be. That's <laughs> a dangerous And Sony's right out there. here trying to compete. And, like, while Sony's doing some good things of, like, yeah, we can play PS4 games, like... <laughs> right. It's honestly... It's going to be a long console generation. And, honestly, shit could be on its ass in the next six years. Like, it could be completely reversed. Or who knows? Maybe they all just carve out their own little like niche. Yeah. Niche. You I know mean, what I'm saying? I think they need to do that. I also think that like PlayStation was just up on its pedestal last generation that it needed a kick in the teeth. Just to like Right. That was the thing. Xbox was like the grimy underdog that like Xbox shit the bed at the beginning of the generation. Got rid of all of the people that made those bad decisions. Brought in a team of people who are gamers first. The reason Cuphead's on PlayStation is because of Phil Spencer. Mm -hmm. Who's an Xbox executive. He's like, I'm not trying to lock this game away from people who potentially play it on another platform. That's why Cuphead came to Switch. Cuphead came to PlayStation. That's why Ori and the that's Blind still, Forest... That's still like, bread. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's like, look... People can play it on Xbox for free, or they can pay to play it somewhere else. Like, we don't want to hold the game back because we're still going to get paid. Right. But PlayStation, still at the end of the day, is trying to hold shit back to just their platform. And, I mean, like, Xbox has built up... And, I mean, we still haven't seen the fruits. They bought all these developers. They have a bigger first party now than Sony or Nintendo. Like, they are in a position of... Yeah, because they bought everybody... They didn't just buy Bethesda Game Studios. They bought ZeniMax Media, which has Tango Gameworks. So the next Evil Within is going to be on Xbox Game Pass Day 1. The next game from Arcane Studios is going to be on Game Pass Day 1. Like, all of these 
the next Wolfenstein game, like all of these properties that were owned by Bethesda that people have an affinity for, like these games sold well on all platforms, like they still have the possibility of coming to all platforms, but at the end of the day, if you're an Xbox gamer, you're coming out on top because you don't have to pay $60 for all of these games as they come, or $70 because now next-gen games are starting to cost $70. Mm -hmm. You just fucking pay your $15 a month and get, like, games. And then there's, like, all the third... So it's first-party, third-party, and then, like, indie shit, like, after-party... When everybody was playing that, After Party was day one Xbox exclusive. Or not Xbox exclusive. It was on Game Pass day one. So you could just hop in and play that game. Forza. Like, I like that's, simulation that's, racing games. It game. sounds like they, they really are laying the groundwork of, like, okay, you can really pay $60 a game. Mm-hmm. Or you can give us $15. That's, that's, just, that's a lot of people that's just like, hey, man, all I got is 15 instead of, like, Right, three hundred and twenty because I gotta buy like you know a whole bunch you know I gotta buy a bunch of different sixty dollar games or I can pay fifteen and I can play them all exactly. This lane, this lane and ground, it really is lane and groundwork. So like in a couple, it might it might catch on. Well, that was the thing they started laying this groundwork towards the end of the Xbox One, but like the thing is the Xbox One just wasn't really moving the needle but now that it's a clean break and we're in the next generation Mm -hmm. like this is the opportunity they needed that like all of these things that they've been they've been working on this shit for years like it's all of it's like death by a thousand cuts but they started cutting them halfway through last generation so like now we're getting to the point that playstation's bleeding out and like i'm a fan of playstation at the end of the day like I got my PSP, like I was a Nintendo fanboy, and then I got my PSP, and it opened me up to like all these new experiences, opened me up to entirely different genres of games I wouldn't have played. It like PlayStation, like it's still my console of choice, but if last generation, if somebody came to me and asked what system should I get, the answer would have been PS4, because there wasn't really a reason to go Xbox. Mm. Like, the PS4 out the gate was more powerful than the Xbox. The PS4 was cheaper than the Xbox. The PS4 had better exclusives. But now we're getting to the point. And, I mean, Xbox isn't focusing on exclusives. Xbox is like, hey, we have these games that we own. And if you're on our platform, you can play basically for free. Or we'll sell it to you if you want to play it somewhere else. And, I mean... Like I mean, we still have the argument that they don't solid content. Xbox just just is just like yo, just 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 fuck with me. Right. Like just 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 either way, you can play wherever you want to play this game that we're gonna make. But really, if you wanna play this game four on the low, just get an Xbox. Right. And so we were talking about Yakuza. Yakuza 0 and 1 through 6 are just on Game Pass. So if you wanted to hop into Yakuza for fucking free and just like... There's so many people who are playing so many different things and just have access to all these games that they wouldn't have had access to if you had any barrier to entry. Like if you had to even pay $5. Like I'm not sure they're all still there, but they had like... 
Final Fantasy VII, the PS1 version, was on Xbox Game Pass. Right. Final Fantasy X, like, all of these games that it's like, oh, it's like $10 on PlayStation, but that $10 is getting you access to Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy XII and Kingdom Hearts 1 through 3 and, like, all... Like... When are they going to get 14, though? They 14 is still only on PC and PlayStation, so... You know, we got that, but the way they've been spending money with Square Enix lately, you know, they were Xbox. I would not be surprised if Xbox went to because I mean, Fantasy Star Online 2 was a Japan exclusive game for the longest, and Xbox went to Sega with a fat ass sack of cash and said, "Hey, put it on Xbox in the West," and they fucking did it. So if they go to Final, if they go to Square Enix with a fat ass sack of cash and say, "Hey, we want Final Fantasy XIV on the Xbox," they'll get it. Yeah. Square Enix was at a loss. What was that last year? Because they put out Final Fantasy VII remake that did well, but then they put out Avengers that fucking Flop. Avengers tanked. was gonna fail. They they put they released the Avengers with expectations that it wasn't going to fulfill. Like, only two games have done what they expected the Avengers to do, which was Tetris and Grand Theft Auto V. Like, and you're expecting that to do as well as Tetris and Grand Theft Auto V? Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Square Enix is in a financial position that right now, even if they go to them with a billion dollars... And say, hey, we want Final Fantasy fourteen. Square Enix is going to take that fucking billion dollars and give them that goddamn game. That's true. They bought a bag because they need it. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, damn. Yeah. I mean, if you got money to blow, then blow it. But and also, since Xbox we're talking about has Square. has money to blow and has been blowing it. Apparently, Outriders is pretty fun. Hmm? Outriders seems good. It seems like... Besides the servers being a little, you know... Shit. <laughs> it seems to it seems to be pretty cool, so shout out to that. If anybody's playing it, hit us up, let us know how you're liking it. Yeah. Uh Zach texted me, friend of the podcast, Zach. He's like, How many hours into Outriders are you? And I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't have it. He's like, it said for some for some reason Steam said I was playing it, but then he realized it was just saying I was online because I'm on my computer. So, <laughs> yeah, Zach, if you hear this, not playing Outriders. If I were to play it, I'd play it on PS5, but I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars to play Outriders. Like, I'm deep into Final Fantasy fourteen. You lost another friend to the fourteen, and, and I mean Monster Hunter. I put fucking 85 hours in the last two weeks. Last so, two weeks? Has it been two weeks or has it been three weeks? No, yeah, it's been about two and a half weeks because say, we did the squad session. Overtime. And two yeah, weeks that's were that's overtime that's in this one game. He's on his job. <laughs> yeah, for I real, mean, I, we're going, I've said it right after this, we're going to do a squad session. And so that's even, I'm out here making content. If you're not making moves, you're standing still. And if you're not getting paid, you're getting played. So until next time, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch. I've been streaming again on Twitch. You guys know I'm intermittent with that. But uh, 
I've been doing some Monster Hunter streams, and I might start back doing Final Fantasy XIV streams, even though Stormblood just talks way too fucking much. Oh, I might so wait much. till I get to Shadowbringers. Like, let Shadowbringers, like, let everybody live through the hype of that you with me. To, uh, sorry, you just, right before you hit into the new world of Shadowbringers, like, I want to see that on stream. I need to see that pure reaction, because I want to feel that one more time. Okay. Uh, one so more time. Twitter, Twitch, Anton six three X's. Chris, where can people find uh, you? Chef and Chris on Twitter. Jalen, Squid Bishop, Madrid. Uh, three piece set pod, or you can find me at Speedwagon X. Josh, uh, as always, I know Jones every place. All right, this has been a No It's Good production. The audio version is edited by Akuma Santi. The video version is edited by Lana Twisted Mind. Until next time, keep it cheesy.